Yep. All right. Well, welcome again to, uh, I guess, our, our, our first kind of like, you know, sit back, relax, and talk version of the Burnt Jurassic Inn. Um, I am, of course, uh, Aaron, also known as Cthulhu Cultist of the Ruinous Fools. And with us here is Alex, a.k.a. Casual Treco. Nice to see you all. Also again. the Ruinous Fools and one of the Pete. Yeah, I'm one of the players I get to torture horrendously um, in so many interesting ways. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good thing. Uh, so, um, if you're joining on this one, this is our usual kind of recap. We've had some things, asked questions about storytelling, role-playing, uh, things we kind of get into, and just kind of us generally just getting relaxed a little bit. Every now and then we'll have somebody who gets to come on and, and we can ask some questions to them, pick their brain about some of the stuff with the role-playing games, and, uh, you know, writing for it or uh, doing other versions of role-playing. Because let's face it, there's a lot of different role-play that, that goes on specifically in a lot of these games, wouldn't you say? Oh, certainly. Without a doubt. I mean, because, um, I mean, let's face it, let's look at the background of this one. Um, um, You've been role playing for. You've been doing like playing in games for what? Um, you know, three, four years. You're a youngin. I understand. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not that young, man. Let's see, I, I, okay. I, right. I started playing tabletop RPGs. Funny enough, back in 2015, and uh, after my basic training was done, I actually started. Some guy just he knew the rules. He didn't have a book, but he knew the rules like Pathfinder and D and D, and made like this like mishmash. We were able to play in like the barracks room. <laughs> in the in the barracks room, checking dice. Oh, that's yeah, the sure. disturbing. Chucking dice on a little dice roller we had on our phone and just fucking bullshitting. It was fun. Like that's I how mean, I started. <laughs> I that's that's a heck of a starting. I mean, I, I'd go to explain my starting here, but mine was finding my dad's um first edition D D books in his prized case and being young and remembering being taken and going to sit on his lap while he uh played a ranger at these games and, and the stuff at conventions. Um and being like you know a, a very much youngin, and then starting to learn to run stuff like when uh, I, I, I say I've got twenty plus years, but yeah, I, it's about almost twenty five years of, of me running everything um, from playing it in games to running it to doing stuff after school from high school. Uh, I, I've, I've done this, I've done the spectrum because I mean you're, you're mostly what D and D, Pathfinder, uh, Starfinder. So honestly, primarily D and D, Dread. And I would actually say Call of Cthulhu, Starfinder's probably the newest game I started playing. No, fair, fair. I mean, it's, it's a good system. Um, yeah, and let's face it, I've done a wide span of, like, you know, the D&D, the World of Darkness stuff, um, uh, you know, Shadowrun, Cyberpunk. <sighs> uh, just, just dabbled around in everything, you know? You, you have those times. You just you find a system and you, and you grasp onto it. Uh, but I, I guess we should maybe recap a little bit something from... Uh, the last few episodes because this is our first this is our first time doing this since we started doing the stream and we have three episodes to kind of recap on some with a little bit of telling about we could probably tell the tales of the, some of the uh, the ruinous fools a little bit too you know get some of the stuff out there oh certainly it's when you say it like that it's hard to believe we're already three sessions in because you're talking about you're almost we're almost a month into this new campaign and we just left um dead sons to come here Oh, no, all right. It really, we actually, we started this campaign at the start of the year because we finished uh, Dead Sons just before the end of last year. Like, we did. I, I, it's actually why I rushed home from Texas was to be like, I don't want to miss the first session, man. <laughs> I, I, I get you. I get you. I, it, it's, it's a big difference, really, um, to jump up, especially since, you know, uh, this is not their, I think this was their second adventure path, and it's it's a low-level one. You know, it's 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 a half it's half the books of uh, Dead Sons, so it's kind of half levels in a way. 
but it really lets you start peeling back uh, some things about like the Aslanti Empire and the stuff that you know you don't really t- they, like you don't touch too much upon um, in the Starfinder universe unless you really start getting heavily into the lore. Um, and, and and those for you who uh, are getting a chance to check this out and see how you know Starfinder is and everything. I mean, it, it's a good system. It really is. It's a D twenty. It's pretty well based. Um, but it's definitely got something other. So, um, I, I have to ask though, um, so far of the characters that, that we have out there, not including Nudie, Nutty, Nudie, whatever, uh, <laughs> your Skittermander, uh, who, who amongst the characters we have out there right now that are playing in our group, who do you think so far is one of the best well-created story characters? Like, like they've got a good concept in it. Built so story, story character. Yeah. You know, I would honestly say just reading like on our blog right now, I would I have to give it to Christine actually for Fatima, at least for their purpose of joining the Starfinders. One person I'd like to ask more about their character though is Shrimp. And that's just because uh, with Shrimp, I don't know, you know, everyone on the stream, Shrimp plays uh Ikora or Okra. No, no, no. Eokia. Eokia. <laughs> the um, Kalo, yeah, the, yes, fish, the water fish bowl. <laughs> um, I actually because shrimp had a whole backstory run for watermelon. We never really got like touched too much in the last one, so no, no, we didn't because that one that 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 one was so very um. Dead Suns was the first one they did, and basically it was very just boom, boom, boom. Uh, but so so you okay? You say definitely Fatima is like one one you think it's been well put together. Like, oh, certainly story belt one. Um, okay, okay, and, and you, you want to know more about, you know, Akoya. Uh, what do you think about, um, uh, Drake? You know, so, uh, sorry. No, no, because, I mean, the player, Marshall, he, this is, he, he's just joining us for this time around. It's his, uh, his first engaging, engagement with us, really. So, what do you think about the, color, the character Drake, that, that wonderful Vesk? Well, if I'm going from, like, an in-character perspective, I love the fact that there's a Vesk on the team. Especially as a Skittermander from the Vescarium, I love that there's something there I can play with, if that makes sense. <laughs> and I like that Marshall is really like starting to dig into his character, like at least in terms of he wants combat, he wants honor, he also just wants to eat a lot of fucking meat. So I find that just always fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's it's one thing I'm noticing on this time around um, is that we're we're starting to see a bit more of the roleplay come out because. You know, let's face it, the first book was pretty much like, hey, you know, you're all kind of thrown together on this thing. Congratulations. You know, you're taking out supplies. Whoa. Um, to you get a space battle, which that is one of the longest space battles I have ever run in Starfinder. I don't think it helped that I crafted the ship. <laughs> I, honestly, it, it, turrets. Tur- if anybody is designing a ship out there in Starfinders, put a turret on there. It does a lot better. <laughs> Also, the roller hated us that night. And then you you get to come down to find out you're trying to save, um, you're trying to literally save some uh, a, a, a planet in a way because these these uh, interlopers have came in stuff. So, uh, but I, I have to admit, I love the fact that you guys have come along so far and have had me make me adjust the plot line a little bit already. I don't um, know if, if it's a spoiler for me to ask or not, but at which point now? I think I know which point it is. Did you have to adjust it? Was it when we? Well, uh... let's let, let's have you guess. Let's have you guess, and, I, it... and maybe I'll tell you the answer. Did it involve the monkey cage? 
Kind of, yeah. It did kind of melt the monkey cage. <laughs> I just, Tried I, to scare it off, and you guys went, no, we'll take on six of these things. <laughs> and I'm just, oh, man. We're going to, we'll punk them. <laughs> we did. Yeah. How much ammunition you got left? Not a lot. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's a bones problem. Let's, let's that, that is a bones that. problem. Uh, but you have to admit, um, Coasty, I mean, Coasty playing bones is vastly different um, than his, his previous character, Creek. He is. Um, yeah, and, and for those who did, I guess it goes to don't know, because he was only so five, really six. Uh, Krieg was a bayonet, fixed bayonets on a rifle and go into it type soldier. And this is a much more, you know, back end on this one. It's really weird, I guess. I love seeing this side of Coasty uh, in the game, like a lot more in my opinion, just because Krieg was very vanilla, if I want to put it that way. Bones on the other hand, I love the accent for one. I love his attitude, and I love that he was a prisoner. I just you asked me earlier, like you know, which character is my favorite so far, Storycrafted. I did say all of them. There's something that all of them can offer at this point in the game. Yeah, and that's that's always good to I me mean, because it, honestly, it's one of the things I I can say is that you know when you start designing characters, you really have to find something to bring it in so you can enjoy it. But at the same time, if you don't have that seed to grow with, it's just not going to be what you want. You know, it's, it's not going to grow. It's not going to flourish. You're always going to feel kind of standoff from that character. So it, whether it's just like a bit of yourself or a bit of story or flushing out everything. Um, I mean, we all have something that we can do to bring ourselves into our, these characters. And, you know, uh, you know, have some nice uh, flow to it and have some nice uh, experience that comes out of it. Um, it definitely, it. and I think um, you know moving past like just you know moving into your character, it's moving into the idea, and this is what I've been saying since you know fifth edition D and D um, is becoming more of an ensemble with like everyone else in the party. It it does. I mean, you have to uh, because you know I mean let's face it. I came back from the days when you know you had um, you had the hero of the group, you had the loner, uh, you had the I'm pretty and cute. Look at me. And you had the, I'm going to do as much damage as possible. I'm going to break the system in one way or another. And, and that, was your, that was the four types. Like, you know, that was, that was what you kind of worked with. Uh, so writing depth of characters, I mean, it was not as popular as it is now. And I dare say, I mean, I, I think that we, we, we as a community have to look towards the benefits of, like, um, LARPers. And some of the some of that crew, who have come in to help create and help bring about this uh, wild fantasy styling and this this understanding of you know a character's backstory, because I one of the things that always got me always going on I had to learn was when you're playing the loner out there you know the, or if you've got that big bad secret like if no one finds out about it then you know it's it's what are you going to do that story I mean it, it's like what you said with watermelon she, watermelon was this great amazing depthful character but just nothing came out from the I like I had nothing to work with. I could shrimp kept a lot to themselves on this. And I was like, oh I kind of feel bad about this. Um, that wasn't that wasn't your fault though. It's personally I think it's the module and against the way it was written. We were just we had a point A, B, C, D that we had to get to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and let's face it, you have, there was always some wiggle room here and there. Um but it very much was, you know, let's let's take the linear line. Which really if you look at a lot of, of uh Paizo stuff, I mean I mean, they've done they've done some great writing through the years, um, and you look at the stuff. I mean, a lot of their modern stuff is written for A, B, C, D, and E, 
But there's always, like, as you look at that past, like, after their first one, there's always that wiggle room that kind of, here's maybe where you stop here for a bit, or you do this for a little bit, or you, you know, have some choices. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, you know, at the same time, when you look at six books and you go, I've got a lot to run, you know, um, you can't get around so much of the backstory. And the other, th- the other thing I have to say is, honestly, as, as a GM, sometimes, like, it's hard to work with some people's backstories into the into like where you're taking the plot and the such because so much good material in those is hard to bring in and make it work oh definitely you can have a five page backstory but if none of it is relevant to the um or i won't say i won't want to say the word relevant i, I want to say if none of it is feasibly like capable of being brought into the way the module is being run or if you're running your own campaign where your setting's going to be at it can be a little difficult to work with, you know? It does. I mean, because it's facing, you know, if you're dealing with uh, the different ideas and the different placement of how a, a character should interact, I mean, that's always the hardest thing to do. But um, at the same time, I mean, when you're running certain types of games, there's just certain things that don't come up. Um, you know, a great case in point was there was, there was web comics I used to read back when I was younger where they had to talk about how the gaming there and they had to, you know, oh, well, you're a female player. Or you're presenting female, and so therefore, I have to write all this great romance stuff for you, and we're have it down for this, and we're going to kind of have it plotted and planned out for your character. I'm like, that just sounds like at that point it's a railroad. Like, where do you have guys? I mean, you guys literally stole a monkey recently, <laughs> and are and it. I'm keeping my promise. If if you train it, if you do this, I will I will literally level up the monkey as it goes along, um, which is a scary thought for me. Please, when I mean, you say level up and monkey, I just imagine so it's going to evolve. Uh, yeah, that's scary because I mean, it means the CR rating on it goes up, and I have to start adjusting stats as it goes. It's like, oh, this is gonna be oh wonderful. Um, <laughs> monkey become monkey become King Kong shooting lightning out its mouth. Rawr. <laughs> yeah, got it. But you know, you have sometimes it's always just fun to take that because let's face it, I mean, if you ran everything exactly as it is in the book, like here's the book, I've got to do A, B, C, D, and E, right? I'm going to make some adjustments. I'm going to have some fun. Because, um, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you guys, in the last one, the last one, you guys, you literally bought an ATV to ride around in for two different books. Courtesy of Krieg. Don't courtesy Krieg. of Krieg, yes. Courtesy of Krieg, because, you know, I think you guys were vastly afraid what I did do in Jungles. Um, yeah, you yeah. Vast- hi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, for the note, the only PC I was able to kill uh, last uh, adventure path was uh, Beckel, who was played by, uh, you know, Alex. <laughs> Here's Truly right here, who got who learned what poison is in Starfinder very quickly because of that. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's it's a nastier part of that system, and it, it you know I, I think every system has a bit of its own linchpin towards this is brutal, this is hard, but this can be fun. Plays oh, out how to do this for sure, and I think you know part like for me. You see the way I play my characters, or at least the way I play the game. I'm not afraid yeah. to lose a character. I actually love seeing that shit go off. There's definitely... The best explanation I was always put was, if you are playing a game, and you are always, you know, quote-unquote, winning, you're always overcoming the enemy, you never have these downfalls, you have all these great things happening. It's like, when do you know when a bad day happens? All well, your days me- are great days. Well, you know. you know, I can answer that question. A bad day is whenever you put yourself in a microwave for a few minutes. 
<laughs> radiation chamber. You've, le- you've learned what radiation was in that system. <laughs> you look it up for so long. Oh my god. But, um, but we we've had fun, like definitely overcoming like the Dead Suns game. Like that jungle was just brutal. But we knew what a good day was when we were finally out of that jungle. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I think you guys also enjoyed uh, finding out what happened with Uso, which I, I love. I love the, the fact that that little goblin um, is now making its way into uh, against the Aeon Throne. Um, so oh, there's a bit of character. Fucking, f- fucking Philip. Philip's Philip Seven's uh, guidebook was it Uso's yeah. guide to main- Goblin's guide to maintenance. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I, Cozy, when you hear this, yes, I know it hurts your head when I talk about how. You know the the plasma flow of this hasn't come through, or doesn't cool. You know, doesn't heat up the hot tub, right? Or the, and I I could hear him on the other side of those those speaker phones, just like, like the twitching and the blood flowing into his head about like he just wanted to reach through the internet to me. Oh, he wanted to strangle you guys. Or oh, you. Man. not you guys, yeah. it's you. Yeah, no, it's definitely. Uh, but you know, it's it, it's it's a fine line you have to work with the storyteller as. Um, storyteller GM when we talk about it. uh to really work that fine line between a good story like when to follow what's written and when to adapt you know when to make it interesting when to when to have your time because I mean you know when those stories have those low points and you know even if your PC doesn't die like comes right to that edge you know um it, it can have a nice thing to feel for it so it's it's definitely something that makes you just want to relax because any game you could sit back afterwards and be like, yeah, that was that was amazing. It was wonderful. It's wonderful for it. So, oh, I feel like I've been doing all the talking on this one so far, haven't <laughs> You are, but you're, you're a man with a lot to say, so. <laughs> you know, this is why I'm a forever GM, right? I like talking. <laughs> well, actually, I wanted to follow up on the, uh, you know, the uh, RP part of it and, like, you know, sure, getting sure. characters' backstories out of there. So, you know, this is something I did in one... My uh, my Starfinder came in. The first one I was running with my you know my old Saturday group before I had to leave because of a uh, college. Just you know work wasn't lining up anymore with it. That happens. It happens. Oh, all the time. Um, there was one uh, person there. Um, her name was Allison. She actually wrote this whole backstory for a character. Um, it was a half elf named Star Pandora. Um, and why I couldn't like she wrote out like a planet, a dark elf society, and all that. I couldn't take my campaign in that direction that I was writing for him necessarily. Nah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of hard for that, really. It, it is. So what I did for him was I actually um, incorporated that, you know, her, um, her, cause her, she had a surviving. Cause what I had said was that planet that she had lived on, that draw society was on, had gone attacked by, you know, the swarm. Oh, Oh, yep. Yeah. Uh, that is, Oh, so uh, nasty, right? The swarm. So, yeah. So did you did you play the There's a Survivor card? I did, and I actually did it in a way I'm kind of happy about. I actually sent her an email written as if I was one of her, um, you know, siblings. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's always good. it's it's good when you can have the downtime in between to have that. Um, it, I, I'm definitely one of those people that I feel that you know if you can have, um, the playing of a sound clip bit of art a bit of something to bring in or during a game session it could be great um you know granted it's sometimes hard to have downtimes in between with sessions because you know you have to worry about well i've got this time i've got this time i've got this time and we're pausing in between like mere moments between one week to another 
type, which I think helps a lot better since we, we since we are a weekly run. But it's the little things like that that help make make a player feel even more enticed, wanting to be into the game. They want their character involvement. I mean, can, I'll be honest. If I was to sit in a campaign all day and all I ever heard was stuff that yes, there's this very bi- there's this big threat going on in the world. You know, obviously galaxy destroying weapon. Um, what's my cut of the pie though? Like, where's my involvement in it? Yeah, I mean, not everybody's out for, like, you know, I am the lawful good paladin of awesomeness. You know, like that. <laughs> so sometimes you have to be like, where's the incentive? Like, how I fixed that for you guys was, uh, the boss said, go do this. <laughs> well, I mean, we were Starfinder, that was our job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were doing what your job was. This time you have, oh, I've just got to deliver some stuff to, to a settlement. What the fuck? Are... Anyway, how does it co- coast? You put it in space Vietnam now? Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Fortunate Son playing as soon as we yeah. get to play it. I know, all right, yeah. It's uh, it's it, it's one of those weird things. Um, no, I mean we we definitely have a good flow. And for those who are listening and wondering what it is, uh, we are a Tuesday night at around eight p.m. Central, nine p.m. Eastern, seven p.m. Mountain, six p.m. Pacific. Because I remember all this time, adjust where you need to in there. Uh, we do usually about three, three and a half hours, maybe a little bit more sometimes of uh, some good role play, some good fun. Uh, and we, t- we uh, stream on Twitch. We have a YouTube channel also, too, don't we? So we can, you can always catch back up, which is very nice, too. Mm-hmm. That includes this uh, podcast destruction. Uh, destruction, I mean podcast discussion right here. The discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, <laughs> definitely. Um, but we also have an, uh, we also have an email. Uh, so if you want to have questions you want to ask of you know, anything like us, uh, or things to bring up. I mean, definitely let us know. Um, what is that email again there? Alex, oh, uh, let me see here real quick. Yeah. Uh, because we have that up as a way to be able to keep track of us. We have a thing on Twitter. We, 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 are, we want to hear back uh, from those who listen and find out, okay, well, what is there more we can do? What can we help? What do you need answers with? Um, you know, because we can only sit here so long and, as they say, they really, you know, roll your own dice and write your own character, your own fun on this conversation, but we do want to be able to hear out and answer some things. And it could be as simple as things as like, hey, you know, how do you handle a player that acts like this? Or, hey, you know, what about this system? Have you tried this? You know, little things like that. Um, and there's definitely a feel for it. I mean, because, I mean, you get down for it, it, it's fun. At the core root of everything, all we're doing this for is fun. Oh, I, I do this because there's a, you know, deep dark void in my heart and sometimes you know the voice of Aaron is the only thing keeping me out of there. Thanks Aaron. <laughs> uh, well I do try. I do try. Uh... <laughs> um that email real quick is actually gonna be ruinousfools at outlook.com. Yep. So we are the ruin oh yeah because the group is the the ruinous fools. Um and we have a Twitter do we have a Twitter handle? We no. do as a matter of fact our Twitter handle would be ruinous uh this one would actually be Ruinous space fools. Ah, you went with the space in it. I see my. Oh, something fancy. The, the ruinous space fools. Um, we are there on its Twitter, so you can always chat up with that one. Uh, we do try to poke out when we're going to do stuff with games, uh, and we're also. I mean, let's face it. You know, game, you know, LARPing, gaming, and stuff like that. Every, you know, as far as gaming was, you know, growing up to me, that was you know that was the thing that was the nerd thing. Um, and getting to see younger generations now. That you know, the D and D book is carried openly in like high schools now, and you know it, it's no longer a you know a closeted type thing to be like oh, I chucked up 
It's not the uh, Satanic Panic anymore. Oh yeah, gosh. Oh. What was that? Uh, oh. What was that Tom Hanks movie, Darkest Dungeon? I think. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Such. A... <laughs> it's a cult classic, but it's just so badly done. Um. Yeah. But it's it's so good. You know, as as games times it, it changed. I mean, it's definitely a feel of like you know you include have to include earlier with gaming now, like video gaming, VR, online, in person, LARPing. Um, and let's face it, let's not even get into like that. That because I mean the, the the levels of just you know the subgenres that go into it's like the subgenres of like R and B and rock and into opera. There's just so much. You can't I mean, pin you can't pin gaming down like you used to anymore. It's no. more. Yeah, it's just more verbose. Oh, I mean, yeah, you you have what multiple gaming systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have multiple different computers now, uh, which I will say honestly, I like. I recently have just gotten myself a new one. You know, I grew up in the era again where you know bought you went out and you had like four or five parts that you had four or five you had four or five little companies you could buy from for certain things, and you could drop five six hundred dollars, and you'd have top end. You'd have at least something you could run top end. Um, but you know, you didn't have like the $600 video card that was like, you know, Ooh, 16 megabytes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who has that sitting in their computer right now? <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely one of those things <laughs> that you just, you get a little bit of fun to be like, Oh wow. To catch up with you. But you know, it, it's definitely a thing now that. You have people who there. There's role playing games for each different type of things, and some of it is like uh, some of it's very free form, and some of it's very dice heavy, and some of it's you know all about you know. Um, I mean, even just it, it's literally just between the whole. Hey, I'm gonna agree. We both agree. Whatever, you know. Uh, hand paint, rock paper scissors, whatever. You know, it's, it, there's something to be said about that. Um, it's a good thing to be said about it too. Very, very. I, the only downside that I that I have to say about the community that I just do not like is the gatekeeping. The gatekeeping, it's still yeah. there, sadly. It's not as yeah. big, I would say, as it used to be. But if no, you, no. If you come into this community at the wrong angle, you will encounter them. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you you have the guys who sit there, and go, you have the people who sit there. I shouldn't say guys; it'd just be people in total. You know, you have people who who sit there and they're like. You do anything after second edition, after Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, the edition on is just meh. No, the game evolved. I mean, the editions are still there. You can go back and run stuff. You know, uh, I mean, come on. I mean, what I'm, I grew, I enjoyed reading the Dragonlance novels. Everything about those. I mean, I could still go back and run some second edition of that stuff because you know, my head. It's a lot of fun. I'm from the opposite oh. side of that discussion because I didn't read any Dragonlance. Actually, most fantasy I ever read was um. Magic Treehouse. <laughs> yeah, you see, that's but that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, you come across these people who, it's either well, you're too old, you're too young, um, you're you know, you identify as a guy, you identify as a girl, you identify as this, you identify, like this isn't the right. And I hate that. I hate that. This is a community for you know one for all and all for one. I mean, and, and let's just let's 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 just be honest, you know. Uh, the the biggest thing that I should honestly should say is that you know when you sit at that table, your personal politics, your personal thing that no, that they should not come to the table at all if you're running or you're playing. Just you know, it, let your let your hands have some own fun time. It's time to relax, let loose. Um, and 
I mean, let's face it, this last year has been hard on everybody. Very hard. Uh, you know, with the pandemic that was out there. And it, it's very hard to not want to run some stuff that will try to escapism, but, you know, uh, let's face it, that's kind of why we started the Ruinous Fools, even before we started calling ourselves, was to help with that escape. Just to have a weekly night to get away from it all. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, um, find out how much I'm going to drink because how much you guys are going to make my lover hate me. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it is it, it has always been a bit of fun that we're always trying to chase. I'm in for it. You know, I'm in for the next person. I think one of my favorite things, um, you know, going with that theme, like we're these different generations that, you know, we all enjoy the same game. Um, at my old Saturday group, Kelly, uh, older gentleman. Well, he wasn't that old, but <laughs> he played like D&D like way back when and like, you know, old school Werewolf of the Apocalypse and Vampire the Masquerade before there even were the new editions. And he sat at our table with us youngins and played. Um, and then when I was hosting games at Sanctuary Comics up in New York, my favorite part was I had these occasionally I get some older players at the table. And there's one man, a uh, gentleman of t- named Tim, and he played D&D, I think, like way back in the old school. And he just loved the game for the game. He didn't care how old the people around the table were. He just wanted to play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, there's definitely a good feel when you can have uh, players who play. And I will say this right now. Some storytellers or GMs can run for any player. And that's a great skill to have. But not every GM should role play, should run for every player. You just, there's some people who you don't mix with. You just because you, you, you know, maybe there's something they do at the table is a nervous tick or something like that, which it just kind of gets under your skin. And you can't let that come out. You have to be able to step away from it. It is basically like the idea of like, you know, it's not saying, oh, look, you don't come to my table and don't sit down. Just be like, you have to steal yourself a little bit when you have somebody who, you know, drives your nerves up. Uh, which I can honestly say, I, I'm lucky to say with uh, the Ruinous Fools that we don't have that going on right now. <laughs> Granted, we have the virtual distance, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that is kind of the hard part is that we, we do have a virtual distance. I mean, if nothing else, that 2020 taught a lot of people was... Um, Roll20, Fantasy Grounds, Foundry VTT, these were all great things. These were all wonderful ways to do that. And then you still have people who are like, they're doing Google Slides, such like that. And I'm like, you know what, that's fine too. Hey, there's no difference in my book of that. Because they're doing something they love. They're doing something they want. And and, we we have to have some of these times. But it's, it's definitely one of those things. And I realized we like jumped all the way around on these subjects tonight so far. <laughs> but believe me, people, when I say you're listening to this one, um, guys, gals, non-binary pals, everybody out there, we are. We will work on this format as we go along. <laughs> we're just we're hitting our first one out here, you know. Oh well, this is just yeah. We're we're recording this at one a.m. and one a.m. my time, uh, yeah, a.m. your time, just hanging out. You know, but, yeah. Cause- I don't have to work in the morning, so I don't know what's wrong with me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> me, me neither. I'm just getting ready for a move back to Texas. Um, but what oh, I really? Say is, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't realize you were you're, you're straight up moving back down to Texas, then? Back to, yeah, I don't want to DDoS myself, but yeah, I'm moving right back to Texas. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure out which city we're in eventually then, too. Cause, you know, oh, yeah. You um, know, the, the, eventually, the Runa Fools will have to have a, a physical in-meeting game again. I'd love to work that out. So, oh, um, <laughs> We'll, we'll make it happen eventually. We'll group photo. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, 
but you know, I mean, we 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 try to just have fun with this. So, I mean, um, high points. What what have been some of the high points of the last three episodes that we've had to do? So, the first three episodes of Against the Aeon Throne. Also, uh, let's see, what are we calling our campaign of uh, What's Your Victor Vector? What's Your Victor Vector is like the yeah. overall title, but I, I think for now it's just Space Vietnam. <laughs> uh, yeah. It definitely have a feel has a feel for it, um, and I may have been reading ahead. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, you know, I'm I'm not gonna say any of nice nice points because up to me, I would say all oh, nutty. Um, I think my favorite high point thus far has been every time, um, Fishbowl Batwing gets a uh, syringe kill because I oh, just okay. imagine a syringe oh. going into the eyeball. I, oh, I whore, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I am no, no. Oh, I think the other high points has been the satisfying moments where you can't hit a Drake. <laughs> oh my, oh my. Yeah, I was gonna say they're the dice. They're the dice are loving something fierce about. It. I cannot. It's, I can't get around it. I just. I can't. It's the Vesky lizardy uh, charisma that enthralls the dice to roll around him. Uh, you know, I, unfortunately, I have to say one thing. You know, at least Drake is a decent vesk. Uh, vesk. <laughs> Are you saying something? Uh, I, I'm saying that there's a skater man named Foof that says, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> hey, Truvo, that's what a real vesk is like. <laughs> mm. Not going not gonna to dignify that one with response other than how does <laughs> it feel to be three feet short? I should eat caps. <laughs> um. And then I would say the third yeah. highest point. <laughs> no, no, uh, for the yeah. So um, I guess we should kind of get a little bit of things. So, so you've had some high points. Of, you, so you like my misery as a storyteller and uh, some of the nudies. Um, not not just your misery, because in their high point, it is going to be a nudie point this time. Is okay. when is when I use the grave words to make the monkey talk one oh last time. God, yes, the grave words. Yes, I, I forgot. <laughs> I was like, you pulled that spell out. I'm like, no. I'm like, this can't be. All right, that's good. Let's, let's do it. Let's have a little fun here with like an Evil Dead reference. You know, dead by dawn, dead by dawn. <laughs> Join us. Uh, Join us. Because I, I mean, if nothing else, I, I want to try to lead up a little bit towards the, the path we're leading after this. Because I mean, you as players will know that the characters we're taking from against the Aeon Throne, we're going to... I'm going to figure out how to get rolled over into Signal Scream, which uh, is an impressively wonderful uh, campaign uh, that I've seen come up with that. But I, I have to say that um, one of my high points so far, and I really was the fact that when um, the certain that, that NPC, you know, Jelkins, came out of the brush, it wasn't just like, oh my god, you know, random NPC, kill it fast. No, it was something like, you know, you had Fatima trying to be like, oh, and what is so wrong? Like, I, I don't want to say a thing, but uh, being very space hippie. And like your aura and chakra and this, and then you trying to be like you know physical therapist, massage therapy. Massage never had therapy. time for it. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, did you take like profession massage therapist on Nudie or something? <laughs> no, but next time I level up and get skill ranks, I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost regret that. Um, <laughs> well, at least you're not hitting on everything like you did last time. Um, but. Uh, I think we're kind of coming in on a good end for this one. So, uh, things we have to look forward to through this this thing, uh, we have um, readings of some original written, you know, uh, I 
want to say poetry and stories of some of the stuff that I know you're going to have there for Alex. Uh, we will eventually be trying to pull on some of the other ruinous fools into uh, having some talks here and uh, you know bringing up some stuff from that one. Uh, we'll also be trying to reach out to some of the different you know uh, people who either write, create, um, help build different role playing worlds, whether it's from uh, the ground up and do, depending on which community it is. Uh, if people have want to drive to Seaport you know, just to touch on things more than just outside of Paizo and do you know, even touch on Fifth E stuff, I mean, not I hear it system, but <laughs> I think I think one community I would love to hear from. And it's not mm-hmm. a community I think most people think about anymore. What's I'd that? love to I'd love to hear from the Shadowrun community if they're out there listening. But uh, Shadowrun, oh man, uh, I'm an I'm an old second edition player. I'm an old second edition player. I, I want my brick of dice. Um, <laughs> I'm because yeah. that's a community that gets so overlooked. I think, and they've had a rough time with I think Six World oh. now. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely one of those things. And I know that uh, I also want to look into a few things and stuff coming up here. So that's what I'm talking too. Um, so I, I, you know, as we are also, we are we we will hopefully you know we have no problem shamelessly plugging other role playing groups, other communities, um, other events, stuff like that, just because you know it, it's fun. For uh, so, uh, I guess with that, I did want—I did want to take one thing. Like, if you're okay. listening, um, this is just for anyone out there. Don't worry about being formal with your email. Um, at the end of the day, we're all just players like you. Just yeah. write us, and if you don't want, if you don't feel comfortable sending an email, hit us up on Twitch. Um, yeah. or if you join our Discord, just come hang out with us. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, we we are fairly relaxed people, I and mean, we're still building up our communities. We go and trying to figure some of stuff up because. Just kind of the it. Uh, but with that being said, um, I guess we kind of come, come off this one. Uh, we will bounce back around for other stuff here when we come back again to the. Uh, what, what, I, you have to say it. I, I, I flumber all this all the time. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, well, hey, thank you folks for joining us. Um, for us, it's going to be a late night session at the Burnt Tarask Inn. We look forward to seeing you guys in the future and hanging out with us. And remember, if you uh, want to find us on Twitter, we are at the Ru- Ruinous Space Fools uh, on Twitter. Uh, we are Ruinous Fools at Outlook.com. And um, on, if you actually look for the, Ru- Ruinous, the Ruinous Fools on Twitch, you can catch us. Again, our streams are at 8 p.m. Central on Tuesday evenings. And we try to keep up on that. And we also have a link back to everything else. So. Thank you all for coming in and joining us for a little time here to see how this was all coming up. Uh, yeah, with that, uh, Alex, take us out of here. I'm going uh, to pour myself a big tall one and uh, sit back to read through a few of these uh, manuals and documentations of, uh, of co- scenario stuff. <laughs> of course, of course. And Nutty's uh, criminal record <clears throat> is on there, too. Don't don't forget about that. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to go into that with war crimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, good night, you folks. Good night.